up, everyone? This is Tom from You Know I Got Soul here. Getting ready to do this interview with John B. He'll be joining shortly. If you know You Know I Got Soul, you know we're excited about this one. John B is our guy, you know, a good friend of ours. And um, definitely one of our most popular artists on the site. So, you know, it's always fun to talk to him. You know, we talked to him last year on the on our podcast, Soul Back R&B Podcast, for those of you who check that out. And um, definitely going to talk to him about, you know, any new music he's got going on and how he's holding up in the quarantine. And, uh, you know, touch on some of the history like we always do. So, John is here. Let's Let's do this thing. How you doing, man? How John, doing, what's up, man? How are you? I'm well, man. I'm good. I'm holding up good, man. You That's know, awesome. Family, my family's healthy. We're we're all healthy. We can't complain, you know? That's man, great so to hear, man. I, I really appreciate you taking out some time, as always, for us, you know, to talk to us on the site and, you know, all of our readers. Absolutely, man. Always a beautiful thing to be with you, man, and uh, talk to you, man. And, uh, yeah, thanks for always having my back, too. You already know, man. Absolutely. Thomas. <laughs> Gotta say, man, I, I love what you're doing with this Vibe Select Cafe, man. You know, not only is it dope that you're, you know, putting on these concerts every week, which is special, but man, it's like a love letter to your fans, you know, like just showing them love and, and appreciation in a time when they need that. So that's why it's so special to us. So talk about what doing I, that. I mean, it's what I what I can do right now, you know, in this time where, um, let me see. I mean, there's just so much going on that are, you know, that is just hard to speak about, you know, in terms of like the, the negatives that you see out there in the world today. Um not just the coronavirus, but just so many things. So to have a little love in your life right now, positive, yeah. little, you know, just a little message for the day um, of like, life is sweet. Don't forget, life is sweet. You know, close your eyes and remember if you have to, you know. Um, but yeah, man, that's sort of like my way of giving something back to the world that, you know, especially the people that have blessed me so much with like, like yourself, like and, and, and everyone out there who's listening. Thank you so much for, for, you know, allowing me to live my dreams out, you know, because it, it starts off, you make the music, and then it takes the listeners, you guys, to support the music and to go out and actually support it and buy, the, you know, the song and make it successful, come to right. a show, all of that. So, yeah, man, it's, um, thank you so much, and it uh, goes without saying that uh, it's because of you guys that, um, that I'm still able to do it to this day. So, yeah, I wanted to do that. That was my way of saying thank you for all of this. No. And I really think about artists like yourself in a time like this, when we're in the social distancing and quarantine, where you spend so much of your time on the road doing shows every, you know, every weekend, just about performing. And now yeah. you can't do that. It's a piece of your livelihood. So, I mean, you know, how is it, how you cope with that, you know, and making it by? You know, that's the, that's what is such an amazing thing about this time right now is almost like the universe just said, hold on everybody take a take a take a just a breather for a second i want yeah. you know you know this this earth mother nature she's you know it's, it's i don't you know i don't know if like what we needed to, to do you know specifically because i'm not a scientist but i do i do know that the um the wildlife is coming back out you know here in california we have mm -hmm. like animals starting to be seen because of all the lack of man being around you know wow. what i mean Mother Nature is sort of like equalizing itself, it, it would seem like to me. And I feel like that's a beautiful thing to know that there's such a change going on right now in the world 
that um, just to be a part of this time is just like, I mean, I, my mom has never experienced anything like this. You know, my grandmother, who's 108, has never experienced wow. <laughs> living through the quarantine, man. Like, just like us, you know, and 108 and holding it down. She, you know, so my thing is like, this is a very, very, it's a very serious time. And um, I don't, the, the main thing that's it's, it's scaring me is that I don't feel like people are taking it serious. I don't feel like people are, yeah. are you know, are staying inside. And I mean, the reason why I'm really doing these in these quarantine videos and the Bob's Life Cafe is to encourage people to stay inside, you know, without being like, stay inside, be, be afraid and all that. Like, you know, that's not the way, yeah. the way I do it. I'm going to do it like, hey, like stay inside so you can, so I can sing to you a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we can vibe a little bit, you know? And, yep. um, and so, yeah, that's, that's my encouragement to everybody is stay with your family. And what a beautiful thing to be around our families right now too, you know, um, you know, through whatever the madness is, whatever's going on out there in the world, what, what an amazing thing it is to get a little time out on every, all the responsibilities of the work yeah. play and all of that, you know, and just to say, okay, I'm going to figure out what, what I'm going to watch on the television today or what I'm going to, you know, you know, do with my little girls today. You know, we're going to take pictures today. We're going to do some, nice. you know, family activity that that engages, you know. Lately, I've been making songs with my daughter, my 12-year-old. She's got a wow. laptop and she's got Logic on her laptop. So I'm able to kind of like show her. And she loves the ukulele. So she's been writing songs with her <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> and uh, I've been helping her get it down and she plays to the tempo and she knows how to keep it in time and she records a whole little song and I told her, okay, now we're going to make the beat now, you know, and let's show her, show her how to make the beat. And, uh, yeah, so it's a, this, I mean, I haven't even had the time to do any of these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this is a special time for me, man. Like, I needed this more than anything. And awesome. Like, just time with my family, you know. That's amazing, man. You know, I don't think we ever got to properly celebrate the music you gave us last year. I mean, understand what Donnell Jones, you know, we picked that as our number one song of the year in R&B last year. And we listened to every, you know how much music we listened to, and that was the best song we heard. Not, not only was it an amazing song, but the fact that you guys came together to do that was really special, a special moment for R&B, because we love seeing artists like yourselves come together, man. Just reflect on putting that single together, man. Thank you so much, man. That means so much to me, man. Um, the fact that, you know, it made sense to the folks who really know about R&B, too. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. to, uh, to be acknowledged in any way is, is a beautiful thing. Um, I don't I don't make my music with the intention to 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 win an award or to get the accolades. You know, I make the music because I was raised on such great music. It's like it's an innate, innate process in me. It's just right. That's what I do is I make I make this music, I make what I love. And um to be able to share the moment with someone that you have respect for and that you see is also has just as much time in the game as you have and I you know, I we're both raising kids. I mean it's there's a lot of similarities and parallels to to Donnell Jones and, and, and myself. So the song made sense for so many different reasons. Soul Train Awards 2018 was just about one of the greatest performances I can ever remember, man, um, in my career. You have um, some of those times in your career that you can look back, well, at least 
myself, I know there's, there's only very few that I can look back on. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not cringing on what I wore or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, you know, where everything was just right, you know, and, and like you say it right and everything. Anyways, to make a long story short, that Soul Train Awards 2018, I sang They Don't Know, Someone to Love. And it was a tremendous um, win for me. You know, I felt very, very good about that. And Donnell performed. He did his thing as well. And he just he just murdered it as well. And we both felt, like, really nervous about doing it backstage. So to be able to kind of come together backstage and say, hey, man, you know, kill it out there. Have some fun with it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man, too, bro. And then, you know, we both did that. And it, to see that. That energy was so good. I remember after I was like, "Yeah, all right." You know? <laughs> okay, I can't wait to see the playback on that one. Like, and uh, sure enough, like it, it, it was everything I remember um, in my mind when it was going down because it's like a, it's like a blur while you're performing, and um, the love was in the building so tough, man. So I really wanted to um, kind of go back to that, that energy, you know, the 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 love that I that I felt in the room, you know, in terms of like the people and what that, what that gave me and like how solid that made me feel as a person now, especially at 45, you know, doing this 25 years in the game. Um, I need that love more than ever, but more so I want to show the listener that I have something to give you that as a grown man is different than what I gave you as yeah. a young man. Yeah, because uh, what, what I have to give you now is like, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, <laughs> you haven't seen this guy yet. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like um, the refinement, the growth, the maturity, all of that. I hope that it speaks through the music, you know, and, and uh, I hope that it speaks through my performances and through the interviews and, you know, just through me, just me doing me, you know. Um, yeah. Well, let me touch on the music you gave us as a young man real quick, because we're about to celebrate the 25th anniversary of your debut, Bonafide. Yeah. What do you, what do you remember about creating that as, as a younger kid? Bonafide was the beginning of the dream, you know, just materializing, literally uh, beyond the, the production aspect of me just being, you know, actually in the studio, finally get to go to a big studio with the big board and, record my songs from, you know, that I made in my mom's front bedroom, my studio in my mom's front bedroom, to take those same songs that were on a demo on an ADAT and get to throw them down on a two-inch reel-to-reel tape and big old SSL board. And every sound was like, I mean, going through like a, you know, a $10,000 preamp, you know what I mean? So <laughs> happening, like the, the level of the quality of the sound is was something that was so impressive to me at, at that age and to experience it at that for the first time just that alone making the album um was so was so fun it was so it, it you know such an uh, a memory that i will never forget i'll always go back to the, the studios that i recorded at you know the rooms what they looked like nice all of the instruments that were that were there you know the 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 types of you know, equipment that I was using, you know, um, and also the people that I was collaborating with, you know, back then, Bo Bonafide was my first album. So Babyface, Tracy Edmonds, um, you know, those people were, you know, crucial to that album. Uh, but they brought in some seasoners like Bootsy Collins came in from the yeah. Funkadelic, you know what I mean? And uh, 
parliament, you know, and uh, man, <laughs> I mean, he brought that parliament funkadelic to some <laughs> melody song. <laughs> and it was just so like out of left field. And it was a beautiful thing because I didn't have a plan. I didn't have like, okay, this is going to be my style. And it was more or less, they, they helped me find that style. They helped me zero in on the records that they really were feeling would be the real nice fit to put together for it as an album cohesive album and it was very eclectic if you ask me it's very eclectic definitely very very like not just the average r&b album and i don't feel like kenny and tracy wanted to make me the average r&b artist i felt like they had a sort of a world idea of of like let's let's go a little bit more george michael's world and kind of pop (laughs) element yeah and and, and that's cool because that's cool because no one really existed in that element but George Michaels at that point. Um, I wanted to go, of course, a lot more R&B than that. I wanted to be uh, a lot more, you know, like one of the people that would have come out of Babyface's camp. I mean, at that point, you had Tony Braxton, you had Tevin Campbell, you had After Seven, you had, you know, all of that. Karen White, you had all that beautiful music. And I was an incredible fan of all that stuff, too. So to just be a fly on the you know, fly on the wall of the session of TLC during that time, you know, and, uh, you know, it, but it all happened. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience to have uh, Babyface as a, uh, as, as not only as a mentor, but a coach on the side to say, okay, yeah, this one, yeah, um, you could record the vocal again, but keep those backgrounds because I like those backgrounds. <laughs> you know, don't tell nothing about the track or, oh, we're going to add a track or add a snare to that track or change the kick on that or redo your backgrounds on that make them real real nice you know and he would just be so encouraging so yeah that was the absolute greatest uh album if you ask me in terms of it it has something that no other of my albums have which is that that innocence of this being the first time you know what i mean love it and something people don't really give you credit for is that you were a singer, songwriter, and producer from day one, you know, from your beginning of the industry, you know, and throughout your albums, you carried that with you and honed those skills and improved upon them. But from the beginning, you were writing for other artists, you know, producing your own work. Where did you get those skills from? Well, I grew up in a musical family. My mother's a pianist and my father is also a musician as well. But uh, we, we, we really took music, seriously and they took it seriously as as to invest in my my dreams at a at a young age you know equipment cost money it was expensive to have a synthesizer it was expensive to have a drum machine so they say hey man if you save up your birthday money you know what i mean you save yeah. up christmas money all together one day you get you get a keyboard and maybe i'll help you out you know with the difference or whatever you know and it's mm-hmm. like man dad that's all that my dream come true you know so I just saved up for a Roland TR-505. You know, I, say, I saved up for a, uh, uh, you know, a CZ, Casio CZ-101, you know, and those were the first sort of tools that I had until I sold those and upgraded and got a, a sequencer keyboard workstation that was called the ESQ-1. It was the Ensonic. And I started making my music on that. And, that was just right around when I really started to get really heavy into R&B because I, I always did every style of music. I, I did everything from rock and sort of like electronic kind of stuff, weirder stuff to, um, to, to R&B. So, and even jazz and stuff. So like 
that that process of, of finding myself through electronic music was also very crucial because of you know that being sort of like so different at the time it um it, it was a lot and uh, a leap of faith from my parents to really say okay well gosh that's a lot of money and uh you know are you <laughs> you better be sure about this you know it's just like it's either that you know this this keyboard or you know you're gonna <clears throat> You never have a Christmas present for the next five years. <laughs> you <never> yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Literally, because, and that, you know, and that was the case. Um, and that was fine with me because I was like, listen, I'm trying to get my career started right now. I'm trying to get uh, this going. And they're like, wow, you're only nine. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, um, it's a beautiful thing when you're focused and, and to be able to have encouragement. Um, is crucial, you know. So that being the case, they 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 helped me with my equipment. Uh, the demos got made, and you know, I was I was a young learner with the business. I said, man, I'm gonna go around and just shop my my tape myself, you know. And, right. You know, that's what happened. I got it into Babyface, and he was the one who uh, signed me with Tracy Edmonds, and the rest is history. Put me down with someone to love, and <laughs> began the began the process, you know, of. Uh, this beautiful process of making music and getting it to you guys, you know. You were doing some songwriting before your album even came out. You know, what was that part like? Was there pressure on you at that time to perform, to get to, you know, to create great music for other artists so you can get your own album out? Yeah, well, the thing was, is like now that I was sort of signed as an artist, it's like, okay, now, now it's your turn. And, and so watching Kenny perform, Babyface perform, uh, watching Boys to Men perform right after I just finished them record those same songs right yeah. in front of him, you know, and to go watch them perform. Cause I remember he had his, his show that he was doing where it was Tony Braxton, boys to men and Babyface, And this is right when he dropped for the cool, you know, for the cooling you with uh, you know, the, uh, the, for the cooling you album had, I uh, never keep the secrets on it. It was a, yeah. really one of my favorite albums, but it's right when I came aboard and, um, you know, getting to watch that process happen, um, both in the studio and also be somebody, you know, that got to watch the rehearsals, you know, in the rehearsal for the live show, I got to come to the rehearsals. He was yep. really cool with me, man. He's like, yeah, I'm not even old enough to be up in these spots because I wasn't even 21 yet. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, come on, come to Vegas and watch me rock with, you know, um, with my band and I want you to see what this is. And so... I'll never forget that. That was really, really nice of him to do that. And uh, that allowed me to see, okay, this is what you need to do. So I remember by, by the time I was performing at the House of Blues right here in, you know, in, in LA, you know, in, uh, on Sunset right here in Hollywood, man, it's not, it's not there anymore. But yeah. I remember when shows went down there, man. And, um, you know, that was the first big shows that I ever did were, were there, you know, and, uh, it was an amazing experience to do it for your first time. Yeah. To really take yourself seriously because they're taking you seriously. You're like, damn, okay, this is because half of performing is really you guys too. You know, it's really the way that it's what you it's the energy that you give us. Otherwise, if the room is just dead still, and I feel like the artist is sort of like, you could still do a great performance that way, um, but it's pulling from a different place it's pulling from an internal place where you're just sort of a musician up there and singing your song, you know, and that's beautiful. Right. And both are, both are beautiful experiences, but 
there's there's something really really special about kind of like the 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 experience about you know having that reciprocal kind of feeling where yeah. I give you something you give me it back you know that that makes it it that's like a drug almost and yeah it's, and it's, <laughs> the first time getting that is like man the first time losing your virginity or something it's just, it's yeah like, there's nothing like that you know and um, that's why it gets the best of people. You know what I mean? That's why people want that adulation and that fame so bad because of that drug that it is. Uh, but, but when you grow up experiencing both sides, the 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 studio grinder, the one who's just in there like an engineer, just spending hours on upon hours, just making sure that the song is right, to right. the guy like studying all like the choreography and the chords and figuring out how what how every song is going to be arranged to the live show for the live show, you know, how you can perform it, what you going to say between each song, all of that, you know, it's a, it's a whole process to it. And when, once you learn it and you start doing it, implementing it, man, it's like, it's, it's a beautiful process. It's exciting. Right. Never gets boring. You know, <laughs> that's amazing, man. Yeah. Now we're talking about the bonafide album because it's turning 25. So you participated in this article we did about top five songs years that should have been singles. And for those who haven't checked out the article, John, John picked, isn't it scary? Can't help it. Finer things, overjoyed, and through the fire. But I want to touch on isn't it scary, you know, because that's on Bonafide. Man, that was some, some heavy subject matter for a young kid. You know, that's a deep <laughs> song, you know, and, and for a young man. Remember that one? Yeah, man. You know that that honestly um, is that was really inspired by uh, a lot of Osley Brothers. You know, mm. the Osley Brother groove, the Osley Brothers groove is. Um, I I don't I don't necessarily I can't really put my finger on the actual record, um, right. but I know the feeling of it is is very. The two things that it makes me think of is Shaka Khan, and it makes me think of. Um, of the Isley Brothers, and the reason why is because Rufus they had such groovy, um, like kind of mid-tempo ballads. Like when you think about "Sweet Thing," the song "Sweet Thing," yeah, Rush, yeah. You know, Rufus Shaka Khan. Um, it's just got such a beautiful, simple, repetitive chord progression that is just—it's very simple, you know, and and it's lovely. It's just a lovely sound, and that I got stuck kind of like in that place of you know uh that sound of kind of like trying to almost personify what the Aussies were doing with like records like footsteps in the dark you know with the groove where it's like dun, 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 dun. it's got a little shuffle to it um or even like boys to atlantis you know it's just all their records have this very hypnotic quality to it where as soon as you put the groove on the groove just makes you go wow like that you know a like head nodding just kind of like you're 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 intoxicated by it so like you know isn't it scary really started off kind of like a groove that turned into me figuring out what i was going to write about because i i came up with the hook first and i said isn't it scary are you here with me enough with your man at home and it's like i'm basically putting it all out there at that point i'm basically saying okay the theme is going to be about sweeping a girl off her feet um in the process she has a man she's in a relationship now at that point i'm probably about 
17 at this point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I feel like when I was writing, the perspective that I was writing from was like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw all the grownups doing their thing. Like, I was like, man, I want to romance and shit, take her out for dinner and be able to, like, say something nice to her and you know what I mean have her be like yo okay you're the man you know <laughs> yeah like that I wanted to feel that I was 17 I was a young man so I was like you know what if I was the one to steal steal the girl you know and and put, I put myself in that position and that that at that age is it seemed very um it seemed very sort of like um kind of naughty if you will yeah like, kind of like, <laughs> okay okay be a little bit you know um slick with it aren't you yeah. you know at that point you know it's um i i love that song because there's a lot of johnny gill influence in that song as well um in terms of my my tonality the way the things runs that i'm doing the way that i'm thinking about uh you know vocals on that song are very marvin gay it's very Isley, and it's very uh yeah so that that i i love to talk about my influences um, because that's the ingredients that made that, that made the music. You know what I mean? In terms of like made inspired the music. And um, right. if it wasn't for those artists and that that connection that I have to this music, you know, uh, I don't feel like the song would have come off the way that it did. And I programmed the beat. I made the chords. You know, I made the bass line on this. So there's lots of elements to that song when you listen to it. It's got a simplicity though that. I want to get back to that. I, I love the fact that it's it's just a rim shot and a kick, like you know, and it's that's enough, you know. So I'd like to get back, to it. and no. that's what I what, that's what excited is 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 exciting about the new music is I'm getting back to my, you know, the nuts and bolts of what really put the foundation together of my music through the years, and um, like understand is a is a definitely return to that, you know. Priceless is sort of an upgrade version of what yeah. we had going on, 2020 version, you know. But uh, there's other material that is going to take you back to that same, that groove. I'm getting back to my groove again, you know what I mean? In, right. in terms of my, that stuff you want to just put on and just kind of let it play in the background while you do whatever you're doing. Dope, dope. You know, I love that actually the album track, Bonafide. You know, I don't know if that's anyone else's favorite, but man, that actually, it sounds like nothing else out there to me that I've heard. Wow, Ever pretty much. I don't know if it'll be a single. That lets you know what a what an influence hip hop is on me. You know, mm. I grew up with like a lot of East Coast influence on, in terms of hip hop. Um, you know, primarily East Coast because the music just it it really it spoke to me musically. Like when the first time I ever heard Eric B and Rakim, I was just shook. I was like, that is. That's that's the dopest, some of the best hip hop I've ever heard, and still to this day, that I've ever heard. You know, like in terms of lyrics, Rakim is one of the most precise, articulate MCs. You know, and so that being sort of like the bar that was set for hip, you know, East Coast hip hop, I was definitely tuned into East Coast hip hop a lot. And so one of the bands that I would grew up being entirely just like so inspired by was Tribe Called Quest. And, you know, there was a whole unit in Tribe Called Quest that was sort of like, this is the native tongue, basically, is what it was. And, you know, you had everybody from um, 
you know, uh, oh my God. Um, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm trying to think of specifically the record. So basically, Jungle Brothers is who I'm thinking of. Jungle Brothers, Tribe Called Quest, um, Brand Newbie, and was also a part of this as well. And so the whole thing was that sound, you know, that was what I was trying to sort of personify on, um, you know, even diggable planets as well. I mean, it's a little, it's a little weird, but, but there was this, there was this jazz bass that was happening in music that was being used a lot in Tribe Called Quest stuff. Black Sheep used it. Um, there was a lot of people using upright bass, and it was like this very jazzy sound. Diggable Planets used it on their songs, and it was like this you know that jazzy sound so what i did was take the jazz bass and sort of do this song and it was chords like if you were on on an upright bass playing the chords like just the chords yeah between two strings you know what i mean like and and it's nice because no one was telling me what to do or how to do it or say oh man you should do this type of track i was just doing this off of just this wow. type of track I want to make, make it, you know? So yeah. I made that track. It was the last track I expected Babyface, <laughs> you know, and Evans to get. I, I didn't realize that they would get that side of my, you know, side of yeah. my spirit. They were like, no, 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 we love that. Like, that's especially something that we want to show people. So we feel like that needs to be like the first song on the album. And we should call <laughs> that Bonafide. Wow. Like, that's epic. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. So, yeah, I mean, I, because what it was as I was getting to show you know, all the sides from the very beginning, and whether that was too much or not, you know, it, it it's what we did, and yeah. that, that was a very courageous move to make, um, and not not at all contrived at all. It was before it was it was being told to anyone that these things were going to be, you know, okay, that they were going to work. Yeah. It was like we were taking big risks, you know, we really were. And I appreciate that to, to have sort of been the guinea pig yeah. that got put out there first. I'm like, all right, get out there. Let's see how this goes. I mean, you know, because I was sitting there going, I don't know how this is going to work. You know what I mean? You got, I'm singing Someone's Love With You on this, the same album that I'm doing, the song Bonafide on. It's going to be, yeah. and just do it, just do it. This is, this is, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, all right. So, I've been making records ever since like that. You know, I feel like it's you got to do that. You got to. That's yeah. what sort of drew me. That's what drove me to work with Tupac. I mean, that's what essentially was like when when my man Bezo called me up and said, "Hey, come down. Uh, Pac wants to meet you. We're at the How Do You Want it video shoot." I was like, Psh, "I'm there," because you know I knew what was gonna come from that. I knew that I had the music to play from him for him. You know what I mean? To to inspire him. And if I had the chance to be in the studio with him. Um, he was working with good folks. My my dudes, Casey and Jojo. You know, he had them in the studio. He he had Johnny Johnny J in the studio. So I knew T Pac. You know, had an open mind. He was ready. He wasn't just like, oh, I need yeah. hip hop cats in the studio. <laughs> like, no, nah, I want to do some. I want to make some classic music with some some dope guys. So yeah, I was just like, man, I'm over there, man. Let me know where to be. I'm there, and you know, that's what happened. So that's amazing, man. Thanks for sharing those stories. Absolutely, so. you already know. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm going to ask you one more question. And, and if we can, I'll take a fan question. So if anyone has a question that's listening in, 
drop it in the chat. I'll look out for it. Yeah, uh, my last question. Yeah. yeah. So. My last question for you. I always got to ask about new music. So, you know, R&B <laughs> lovers are not, are not the patient type at times. It's been since Comfortable Swag, you know, a few years. Tell us about, and we know you're equipped to handle this quarantine because you can do it all, right? Produce and sing. <laughs> yeah. The beautiful thing also about being home is I could finish this album and get, get the yeah. mixes going. I was counting on, you know, doing a lot of the mixing, out, you know, out, out of the house and in other people's studios and doing a lot more collaborating. Um, but I feel like it's more important to get an album to you guys than it is to go and try to make the songs like, you know, maybe a tier, just a slight tier above what, with someone else that I could do on my own. I feel like yeah. even better when you do it yourself because... Nobody could do it like you can, you know, and it's sort of a signature that way. And it's, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you got to really have the courage to do it yourself, you know, because at this point in the game, at this, at this stage in the game, you're not doing things to just sort of, you know, throw out there, you know, it's nothing that I do is, is at this point is, is sort of like, okay, here you go. It's not like that. That's not why I waited six years to put this record out. Yeah. I've, Zest over these songs, and it's, <laughs> and it's also been a process of elimination in terms of like what song means the most for what reason, like what's valid, what would work the best right now, like what what do people need right now? Let's see, you know, hmm, I, I have like you know thirty songs I have to pick from right now. Not only finished songs, but also beats and like the ways that feelings I want to have. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to leave something out that might be something crucial for the album so yeah i'm i'm in the actual i'm like 95 percent done and i'm so oh. excited <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm almost ready for release. the only thing that's holding everything up is this third video now we've shot two videos oh. both, are, both are available i want everybody to check out my videos for priceless and also for understand featuring donnell jones uh i want i want to film a video for the new single which is i'm going to give you the name because you guys have been so patient and it's so appropriate. Uh, the name of the song, the next single, is called Waiting on You. And it has, been, it has been so long. This has been longer than any other album that I've ever taken to, to deliver. And it's it's been a labor of love. You know, it's been an absolute labor of love. It's, um, it's, it's going to be for you guys to decide um, on what you feel this album represents but i know for me it represents manhood it, it represents being a father being a well-seasoned yeah husband now. and and somebody kind of like who's adjusted to all of that and now kind of i grab my swagger back you know i feel mm -hmm. like yeah, this is actually the album the, re the return of of not sort of like the guy who's adjusting still to married life and adjusting to being a father, but like now the well-seasoned vet, you know, in the games, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I just had to get my burns back to yeah. for what's, what's needed too. Cause I like to give the game sort of like something it, it, it's missing or something it's, it, it doesn't have exactly, you know, sort of like hits you from the left field a little bit. So yeah, I mean, get ready. Cause it's, it's something special. It's something special. This album's gonna take you on, on a journey through time periods as well. Like I'm not just keeping it 2020. It's gonna take you back to the 90s. 
you know, it's going to take you back to the 80s. It's going to take you back wow. to the 70s. Um, so, yeah, it's it's got a little bit of something for everybody, uh, all ages. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be dope. That's amazing, man. You know, we're all looking forward to it. And um, the quarantine is done, man. I get out there. As soon as the quarantine is over, we're going to yeah. get out there video for this thing and present it properly to you. Um, but until then, please go support the new singles, everybody. Understand, we need your support. I need your support, you know. Uh, I want to see your support. Um, because that's the greatest payoff as a songwriter is to, you know, is to watch it. I want to big up my man, uh, Tim Carter, who co-wrote that song with me. And um, he's an amazing vocal vocalist and artist himself and songwriter. Uh, he, he actually produced all of Will Smith's vocals for the Atlanta movie and he's worked with Beyonce. He's worked extensively with uh, Willow Smith. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's a vocal phenomenon and a fantastic dude. And he deserves to get bigged up because we kind of got together on the, the Understand track. And I was like, man, I want you to help me write these verses, bro, because I got the hook already, but I need these verses to be something special. When he came up with the, you know, Donnell's part, I was like, because we didn't have any intention on writing it for Donnell, but he, he wrote that part. I said, man, that sounds like Donnell, man. We got to get this to Donnell, man. So, yeah, and he's like, man, that sounds like a great idea. So, yeah, big up Tim Carter. Salute you, King. And uh, stay safe, everybody out there, man. And uh, please support the Understand song featuring Donnell Jones. Big up Donnell Jones. You know, thank you so much for being a part of this record as well, my bro. You already know. And, uh, but I got to say it again so the people know that uh, the gratitude is there, man, you know. And uh, when, when artists come together like this in this time, uh, it shows the love that, that, you know, like, you know, the Babyface and Teddy Riley thing, to see that love and that camaraderie after all these years, to watch Teddy turn into a, a, young, a young man, um, you know, trying to get his beats heard, and, you know what I mean? Um, and and Babyface, you know, humbling himself with all of his accolades, taking all that, you know, down uh, to be on the level of, of being able to just be in front of people and say, hey, man, listen, check this out, you know, on some down-to-earth stuff. That is, that is absolutely incredible for me to have been a, a witness to that kind of camaraderie and, and respect because that says a lot about R&B music, man. That says a lot about R&B music, what we're really about. You know, we it's about love, baby. Like, don't get it twisted. We all got our egos. We all got our personas. But what are the theme and, and the root behind what we do is love. And uh, I, I think that's something that we have that's very special about our music. Um, the fact that we stick together like we do. So let's keep sticking together like we do, y'all, because we got to keep this tradition alive and hand it down to the next generation. You know what I mean? 100%. And I just want to take this last question, John, from one of your fans. They, uh, there was a lot of good questions that came through here, but the one I, I decided to take, it was from Operation Elevation. They asked, what was the hardest song of yours that for you to write, the most challenging for you to write? Wow. Um well, that's, it's going to take me a second. Let me think. The hardest one to write. Well, I think probably one of the most 
advanced songs that I ever did was the song Gone Before Light um, on, on my first album. Um, and the reason why it was so advanced was because I actually, I arranged a, um, a string part, string arrangements uh, for my, my sister and for my brother and for my father to all play um, a, you know, little basically stro- you know, string trio um, and record the string trio a bunch of times to make it sound like, you know, an orchestra in the background. Yeah. So, so that process, doing that with my family, first we figure out how to get the, the music transcribed and I had someone help me with that part of it. But I wrote, I came up with the, you know, the, I scored it out basically with, with the keyboard and I had someone to transcribe the music and so that was pretty advanced for like 19 years old and, you know, going and doing your first album, um, that process, recording the strings, you know, setting them up and having all the mics and, you know, it was pretty exciting, man. It's like, um, it felt very, very sophisticated. Yeah. And, uh, and I love, I love recording live instruments, period. Um, but when you get to involve your family in, in it, you know, and your sister, yeah. he plays the violin, my, my brother plays the cello. And my father played the violin, viola, so they all played um, strings on the song "Gone Before Light." So, and I left a part at the end so where you could hear just them um, on the record. So, if you go back to that song and check out "Gone Before Light," that's my that's my family on the. On the <laughs> wow, I gotta listen to that again and listen for that part. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, John, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'll let you go back to the family. Uh, anything you'd like to add before we get out of here? Man, I just want to send all my love and all my prayers out to every one of you guys, man. And uh, kiss your babies, hug your wives, hug your girlfriends, your boyfriends, hug your family, your mother. You know what you mean? If, if, if you can, if you can be here. I can't hug my mom right now. So, and I can't hug my dad right now because we're quarantined and my mom's at high risk. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep her safe and just so to be able to do that. Don't take that for granted, y'all. Like, go and hug your, especially because it's been Mother's Day. I hope, I hope you were able to. If not, then even just a Skype, like you know, a kite, anything. Um, just the message of of love right now is it goes a long way, man. It really does, especially when we all got to stay inside. But my biggest thing I want to tell everybody: please just stay inside right now. Let's. It's not about you having it. It's about you not knowing that you could be a carrier of it and then carrying it in someone else that is not healthy like you are, who obviously can carry it and not get sick or would not show the symptoms. That that could kill them. It could kill them. So, like, literally, it's kind of like drunk driving in a sense at this point. I'm not leaving the house for myself unless it's absolutely an emergency. I'm talking about, like, there ain't no toilet paper in the house, something like yeah. that, you know? It's real talk, right? Like, and that's real because, honestly, that's what I can do right now Um, as my contribution besides everything else that I'm trying to do right now with my music and with, you know, just providing my my spirit right now for, for anybody that's out there that really needs it. Um, You know, I send you my love, man. I send you my love in this time where I know Love is sort of like kind of like a suffering commodity, isn't it? Because you don't you don't really need it until you really, really need yeah. it. And we really need it, man. So love somebody. Love somebody however you can. We all need it, man. Love somebody though. 
Amazing, man. Amazing. So, and anyone who tuned in late to this interview, it'll be on our live for the next 24 hours. After that, it'll be on our website. You know, I got soul.com. So log on, check it out. Make sure you go and support John Thursday nights, five select cafe, live concert series, and check out his new singles. If you haven't seen them, understand the priceless and the new ones on the way. We're excited about that. Definitely, so. man. And if you got any requests, everybody give me a request. Cause that's the special thing about vibes Select cafe is yeah. I'm taking requests and then you get to see me do those requests on the next week. And if I don't do it this week, maybe next week, you know what I mean? But I'm a, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let you do it, man. I'm, 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 you, you tell me, I'm playing, all right? Dope. So, and, John, I just I got to thank you again, man. So much love and respect. Appreciate you for always taking the time out and making us, you know, such great music, man. Love what you, you do. Love what you do, my brother. Thank you so much for having the heart that you have, man. And all the best yeah. to your family and everything, man. So you guys stay safe and just love, you know what I mean, all love in the highest, man. Stay Appreciate well. that, John. Same thank to you, you and your family, man. We'll talk soon. Take care. Love you, everybody. Right, Peace. Care. Peace.